0: Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Jim Edwards as a featured guest on the show. If you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Jim is the author of a powerful, best selling book called Copywriting Secrets. He's a creator of Funnel Scripts and the Jim Edwards Method. What if you could sell anything to anyone? Nobody is born knowing how to sell. But the truth is you can learn how bottom line this is your chance to learn from one of the masters of copywriting Jim Edwards if you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat this is your opportunity to boost your business career learn how to get more sales and make more money. This is your chance to learn from a unicorn in digital marketing. Time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time and I'm so happy to have him on the show
1: today. Jim, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm excited to be here and with the, I mean, heck, with an intro like that, I couldn't have written that better myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, Yeah. I've been parts of it, grabbed from your book as well. And we're going to dive into a bunch of that stuff. And actually, you know, for the audience, I've been doing this as well, which is kind of giving a time perspective. So today is May 26th. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, today is May 26th. And even to give an update, like in the country, I mean, right now we have, I think there's like close to 40 million jobless claims that's going on, the countries in preparation to open up for business again. You know, all that's going on right now as of today. And But I would say, you know, for the audience, maybe if you can like, you know, give a quick introduction about yourself and then we'll dive into everything. Who, me? Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking to them. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Nope. so... I've been selling online since 1997. The funny thing is, is that, so I, I told my wife, I've been training for this for like 24 years. Wow. As far as just sitting at home, making money on on the internet. But it, it definitely was not an overnight success type thing. It took me four years to really figure everything out. And, and back when, and even then, I didn't really figure everything out. It took me four years really to get going to any good degree. But um, over the years, my big thing has been I've made my money You, you can kind of look, I following the what was hot at the time, but using a, a system of I would do it and then only then would I teach it. So you see a lot of people who are like, hey, that looks hot. Let me go sell someone. I know nothing about it. I have no track record. I have no authenticity. But let's not let that stop me. So. I started out actually selling ebooks back in 1997, back when nobody was selling ebooks. I was one of the first people ever to sell an ebook on the internet. I got yeah, written up in the New York Times and, and some, some other magazines and publications and stuff. And then I was actually just doing it. And then I had people ask me, hey, how are you doing that? And so I had two businesses really. I had the business that was doing it, I was selling my books, and then I was teaching people what I was doing with selling the ebooks. And then I, I saw as I was selling my stuff, I would see where technology changed, see where there were opportunities as things happened. And then I would figure stuff out. I would bridge that gap. So, first it was with ebooks, then it was with MP3 audio, then it was with screen capture video, then it was with full motion video, then with webinars, then with membership sites. And so, what would happen is I'd go do it to, to help my existing business. And then people would be like, Hey, how are you doing that? It's like every, I mean, I would just do something, you know, like this, Hey man, how's it going? <laughs> and I'll figure stuff out. And everybody's like, how are you doing that? And I said, well, I'm not going to tell you right now. Cause I'm still figuring everything out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, what happened was along the way as I was doing all those things and you see that progression from MP3s to screen capture video to full motion video to webinars and membership sites and all that stuff and I don't want to be like that guy there was a guy back in the late 1800s at the patent office who said you know everything that's been invented has been invented you know there were, literally the guy came out and said that obviously that wasn't true but a lot of the things that we take that that were i we made our money with bridging that gap. Now there's really nothing new coming out as far as now it's easy to do video. It's easy to do podcasts. It's easy to do webinars. It's easy to record yourself. It's easy to get distribution, all these things. What isn't so easy though, and something that I learned by accident, I never set out to teach anybody about copywriting, but what happened was as I was doing this stuff, I had to get really good at selling my stuff. So I would write an ebook. And then I had to write the sales letter to sell the ebook. I, you know, the same with the MP3s, the webinars, all that stuff. It's there's the doing it. And then there's the selling of it. And so I got really, really good at writing sales copy. And as part of a lot of my courses and stuff, I would teach people how to write sales copy, but I never set out to do it. And then when Russell Brunson and I created Funnel Scripts, I realized that there was a need for a really solid copywriting book for non-salespeople who didn't want to become copywriters. And that's a distinction. I mean, I am not here to teach copywriters the finer points of copywriting. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. I'm here to teach people who don't know how to sell, how to quickly do what they need to do to sell online. I'm here to help people recognize good copy, create good copy, but not to become copywriters for hire. That's that's I've never done that. I don't teach anything I've never done. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I became the copywriting guy in some circles by total accident, because after we came out with funnel scripts, I realized there was a need for it. And I was actually shocked at how much I could write on the topic and be able to, to help people do it. So that was kind of a long background. And I, I hope that was what you were looking for, because if it's not, it's too late. We've already started.
0: <laughs> I think it was really good. And it gives the whole perspective, like the evolution of how things grow. And it actually has me curious about even, you know, even recent changes. So i say, you know, from back in 97 And I started shortly after that time, you know, since the the dot-com boom, but, you know, going through the dot-com bubble and then we had 2008 and now we're dealing with what we're currently going through. So seeing the evolution of how e-commerce, online business, being a a marketer, how it's transitioned, what are your thoughts of like what's happening right now over these recent times?
1: I think... The, the biggest thing to keep in mind is that there are certain things that people always need. They're always looking to get a certain result. They're always looking to solve specific problems. If anything, this current circumstance has created additional problems that you can sell people solutions to. So yeah. the other thing is that for a lot of people, for example, I'm not going to name names or anything like that. But. I know of a, a company that owned a whole bunch of trucks. And they were their business model was hauling stuff from individual houses and and you know, picking up trash and, and other stuff and then hauling it. So when all this stuff hit, nobody wants anybody to come in their house. So they're all the calls and all the reservations and stuff they have. I mean, it was like a knife through all of it, just over one day. Owner of the company laid everybody off but he was like dang I, can't, I this is terrible so he started thinking okay we have this skill set we have these assets we have this ability who else could use what we know how to do and he started thinking and he called and he ended up calling a local hospital and he's like hey do you guys have any extra stuff you need hauled away they're like oh my god where have you been we've got we're overflowing with stuff and the the regular trash company can't keep up. And so he ended up basically calling every hospital everywhere and then his subsidiaries and stuff and now they're actually hiring extra people and they can't keep up with the demand of getting of hauling away the medical waste that has been generated as a result of this. So what that showed me is that you may be in a situation where your customer base dried up or it's or just for whatever reason, they're not hiring you. But you got to look at, okay, with the skill set that we have, with the, with the assets that we have, who else can we serve or how can we serve our existing customers in a new and different way based on the change in circumstances? And I think that's the number one thing that you all you, you everyone should be doing is thinking, OK, who can I serve? There are three questions that I always ask, especially when I'm talking to somebody for the first time. And it's what problem do you solve? Who do you solve it for and how do you solve it? And then there's a fourth question that's the money maker, which is what makes your situation unique? And mm. you need to really think long and hard about those four questions, because when you know the answer to those four questions, in a lot of cases, your copy will start to write itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, very well said. And, and I like that you mentioned that, looking to solve problems, because I think, you know, that, that's what's happening right now. We have a new set of challenges, a new set of problems that are arising and if we can put our thinking cap on and we can be solution providers and look at creative ways, like you explained a very great one there, which is, you know, looking to do that. That actually leads me to one question. And I'm curious about your answer here. And this, this may help people that are looking to maybe start their own business. So it's like, imagine if you had a couple thousand dollars to your name. And in current times, if you had to start all over again, but knowing what you know now... What would you do over the next 30 days to start a business that would actually make you money and explain
1: why? So it actually have done webinars on this entire subject. So I I'll, I'll try and summarize everything, yeah. but what you got to <laughs> do is, is look at your own life and situation, which basically comes down to your background, your education, and, and the marketplace. And so you, you got to, break out a piece of paper and start making a list of what are all the things that people are always asking me to help them with? What problems have I solved at work or at school? What problems do I know how to solve in my personal life? What do, and and then the next thing is who needs that solution? All right. And then me personally, once I figured that out, there'd be some research I would do as far as looking to see where people were spending money. And then I would create, I personally would create a course and I would go and sell the course and it wouldn't take me 30 days. It'd take me about 72 hours. So, but that's what I would do. And then I'd spend the rest of the 30 days contacting and networking with and getting in touch with people who had those ideal customers on their list. You call it the Dream 100 is what people in the ClickFunnels circle call it. I would definitely just start getting out there. I'd be answering questions every day. I'd be making videos every day. I'd have one heck of a webinar to sell that course. And then I would talk to everybody and their brother and offer them a 50% commission on everybody who who purchased through them to, to get them to do the webinar. And I'd do the webinar at least two times a day. if I could, I'd be booking a, an afternoon and an evening webinar with as many people as I could.
0: No, that's really good. Yeah. And I would say for the audience listening, that's probably the part where you want to re-listen to over again, because you can see the roadmap of what he just laid out. And anybody can do that because, you know, many people, I mean, there's others that are out there listening right now, and they're an expert in something that we're not an expert in. And they could help people and be a problem solver in their own space. And it works across many different industries. And I'm glad that you mentioned like the webinar. I remember catching your talk at Funnel Hacking Live when you were on stage. And I thought that was like really powerful in so many ways, which is really cool. But one question that I had, even before leading into the, the talks, there were some topics in, in there that I wanted to highlight for the audience. But even go, taking a step back, what what's the story? How did you end up meeting Russell Brunson and getting to know him and working with him?
1: So actually, Russell was my customer back in the day. Russell bought bought a course from me for his dad. So I knew who he was and he knew who I was. He spent money with me before I spent money with him. (laughs) So that was just, that's funny, but he, he has far surpassed my achievements, but I actually, you know, I ran into Russell. We had lunch together at a conference in Las Vegas that was put on by a guy named Armin Morin. It was, uh, I forget what it was about, basically it was about speaking. And Mm. so we had lunch, but didn't, you know, it was just, we had lunch, we were at the same table. So a few years later, we went on a cruise, we went on a cruise called the Marketer's Cruise, and he was there and his buddy Brent, you know, the funny thing is, is we didn't even talk. We just kind of like saw each other and waved, but we never even talked. And then when we got when I got home, Brent actually contacted me and said, hey, would you like a copy of Russell's book? And I said, sure, send it to me. And so he sent it, I read it, and then I contacted Russell on Facebook and said, hey, man, I just read your book and it's really good. I just wanted to let you know I, it's a really, really good. And he said, hey, thanks. And then that was it. And then I, I had an idea for what ultimately became Funnel Scripts. And I contacted him through Facebook and I said, hey, you got 10 minutes. I got an idea. I want to run by you. And so I, I ran the idea by him. He loved it because I had already had software that, that did it. And I explained to him my idea for, for I didn't call it Funnel Scripts. He said, Dan, you're not going to believe this. I just bought the domain Funnel Scripts. Let's call it Funnel Scripts. And so then it took about a year to put everything together. And then we launched funnel scripts about four years ago. So wow. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really like powerful. a chance encounter in a bathroom at a conference and we decided to make millions together. It was kind of a 15-year process.
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. And it's really cool to hear the the story behind the scenes and how it just kind of comes together, like you know, being apart, being at some of the same events or you know, networking and just how things grow over, over time as you stay plugged in. And even for the audience that are, that are watching the screen live on like YouTube or Facebook, they could see the screen. So I'm sharing the Funnel Scripts page right now, which you could see funnelscripts.com and then even the Jim Edwards method. So I'm a premium member of the, of the Jim Edwards method as well, which is really awesome. And actually, I was wondering if you could, uh, sh- you know,
1: share what you've been doing there. You've been keeping it up to date. Well, thank you for being a member, Brian. I appreciate that. <laughs> My wife appreciates it too. So basically I've got two sides of my business. We've got, and they all revolve around wizards, which are basically magical online software that's powered by a wizard, of course. And so basically all you do is you just have to fill out a form, you whack a button and it gives you an amazing result. that will help you create webinars, emails, ads, Facebook posts, Facebook live, I mean, just anything you could think of. And and so what happened was about, it's about, about three and a half years ago, I decided, you know what? I'm going to make funnel scripts pretty much all about copy. I'm going to make the Jim Edwards method pretty much all about content. And that way mm. people won't be like, well, Jim, there's, you know, you got this here and it's the same <laughs> as this. And it's just, you know, I'm just going to cut that off at the past.
0: Uh huh.
1: You know, on both sites, I do monthly training and, and I try and, keep it as up to date as possible. And, and there's a lesson there because I tell everybody, you know, I'm the number one power user of funnel scripts, the number one power user of the Jim Edwards method premium. I have created these tools for me to use. And by me using them all the time, I'm always, I'm always tweaking them because I'm like, ah, there's a better way to do this. So i I need to write, you know, half a page of copy and I'll spend two days getting in there and getting under the hood of the wizard. So it kicks out the the half page that I need. But that's so it, it helps everybody. So the point there is that if you sell something, the best thing you can do is be a user of it, be the originator of it, be the case study, be the, the person that is the living proof that what you're selling actually works and continue to use it. And that's how you give life to your products and endeavors rather than just selling it once and then bitching when people say it's out of date. And
0: that's good to know that the difference between the two. So, could you repeat that again? So, the funnel script is more tailored towards.
1: So, funnel scripts is tailored pretty much exclusively towards co- sales copy. Sales. copy. So, your your emails, your sales webinars, your 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 ads, your your Facebook stuff, your headlines, all that stuff. And then the Jim Edwards Method Premium. There is some sales copy stuff in there. It pretty much there's the all the original funnel scripts started out in the Jim Edwards method and we white labeled them and then I just started adding tons and tons of stuff. Yeah. But the Jim Edwards method premium is pretty much for content creation, content marketing. So if you want to do like a product review or an advertorial or create Facebook live scripts or create master classes or or I've got a new one I'm getting ready to release next month that makes these really awesome checklists dynamically on, on the fly. That's really cool. And I made that for me to use and I'm letting everybody else use it too. And so that's, you know, I actually, that book, that show and tell book Uh that you have there, Dan Rome, we took all of his storylines out of that book. And those are inside of the Jim Edwards method premium. So all the storylines, I don't know if you knew that or not, but that's where three of those storylines came from his book with his blessing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So now you need to go check that out, Brian. He's like, oh man, I got the guy's book. I didn't know it had those those cool tools. Yeah. I'm going to map it together
0: and hopefully get some of my own doodles uh, in the process of sketching it out. Yeah. There you go. All of us really good stuff for sure. And, you know, even going back to, so I'm showing a picture of you that's on stage right now at the Funnel Hacking Live for those that are watching on YouTube and Facebook. But in there, I thought it was really cool. So you you had like the topic was like, grab their attention, make them thirsty and sell them a drink. And I was wondering if you could maybe summarize for the audience kind of like what was going behind that.
1: So the talk was basically about stories. The thing you've heard, you know, you may have heard the copywriting formula hook story offer, hook them with something that just grabs their attention, preframes the right people the right way. Then story is how you pull them into your copy. Get them emotionally involved. And then your offer is where you satisfy the desire that's created by the story. So, the thing of, you know, make them thirsty and sell them a drink is you can't, people always have this misconception that you can make people buy. You can't make people buy. You can manipulate people into buying, but typically, they will react negatively when the manipulation or the pressure externally is removed. If you think about a timeshare situation where they just they browbeat you and it's like, please, <laughs> God, yes, I'll sign just if you'll leave me alone. But then that's why they have so much recidivism and, and you know states have laws that you have 72 hours to be able to change your mind with no consequence or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's because the pressure is X. Ex- It's outside of you. Mm. But if you use a story to build pressure inside of somebody emotionally, that pressure will never go away. In other words, if you can make somebody thirsty, they're going to want to buy a drink. It's the old thing. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But you can pour a crap ton of salt in his oats. And as soon as he takes a mouthful, he's going to be screaming for a bucket and running faster than Seed Biscuit at the Kentucky Derby to get to the water dish. So that was the whole thing is that the way to make people thirsty and to build that internal pressure to buy is with a great story. Because if you tell a great story and you create that emotion in people, then they're going to feel like the idea to buy is theirs, and it's going to stick because the pressure to buy was not external. It was internal. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I caught, I caught one of the parts and I remember you, you laid it out in like four parts to tell the story and you laid it out in like lead flow, morale and transition and I was wondering if, 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 you, if you still remember that, if you can help explain that. So it was
1: lead flow, moral and transition. So the lead is basically what you use to get people to pay attention to your story and let them know that the stories coming. Because uh-huh. people are programmed since being little kids to, you know, like stories. Mm-hmm. And so the lead is basically, hey, let me tell you a quick story. And you're like, oh, okay. just like in my when you asked me about me, I could have just as easily said, you know, hey, well, uh, let me tell you a quick story. And then I tell you the story of how I got started. But but there's something magical about those words and words like that. You know, in the beginning, there was the word. And, you know, I mean, there's like (laughs) that's the beginning. What's the other what's the what's the most famous way to start a fairy tale, Brian? Once upon a time there you go. Exactly. I didn't even have to coach you once upon a time. We're like, Oh hell yes. There's a story happening. I went and read at my grandson's school a year ago before all this mess happened. And they had me come for national reading day. And they, they they're like, Oh, you're an author. I'm like, yeah, among other things, they said, cool. You want to come read to a bunch of kids. And I said, that is like the absolute worst qualification, but I would love to. And so (laughs) these kids, it's like, Hey, y'all ready? We're going to do a story. And they're like crawling all over themselves to get on their little spot on the rug. And even the bad kid that's in that square at the back, apparently that's how they do that. Now that kid's even like paying attention <laughs> though. He looked like he was getting ready to shake himself apart after too many pixie sticks. But it's like everybody's ready for a story when you tell them a story's coming. I mean, did you like the star Wars movies at all? Yes. Okay. How did every single star Wars movie start? With that text yeah. that was scrolling like, or I guess it was scrolling like this, you know, up. You just knew that this is how it's, we're getting ready to go. And you hear everybody in there going, shh, shh, shut the hell up. And then there's like, you know, even yeah. so much that the, it's getting ready to start. Somebody wants to start shooting in some of these theaters. Okay. Point is, you got to let them know, here comes a story. Mm-hmm. All right. After the lead, then there's the flow. The flow is just the flow of the story. Are you telling a personal anecdote? Are you telling a, you know, a story about a mistake? Are you telling a hero's journey? Are you telling an epiphany bridge? What type of story are you telling? You're telling a story. It doesn't, In the end, it doesn't matter. You can tell a hypothetical story about someone that doesn't even exist.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, seriously. Yeah. You, all you got to say is, hey, let me tell you a quick story about the typical customer. Let me know if this sounds familiar, dude, I'm telling you that's, and then you can tell the perfect, I got something in my eye. You, you, then you can tell the perfect story. I'm going to tell you a quick story about a guy named Brian. He's got a podcast just like you. The other day he was having coffee with his friend, Marsha and complaining to her that he wasn't getting enough people listening to his podcast. He started, he was feeling like giving up. He'd spent all this money on equipment. He had all the software. He'd read all the books. And yet he just simply wasn't getting enough people listening to his podcast. His friend, Marsha said, you know what? I understand exactly where you're coming from, Brian. I felt the exact same way. And then I found the podcast interview wizard from Jim Edwards and everything changed. It was amazing. It helped me to create all my interviews. It wrote all my copy, did all my show prep in less than 10 minutes. So instead of spending five hours on show prep, I was able to get my show prep done in 10 minutes and I could spend a couple hours promoting my show. Cause in the end, it's all about promotion. And Brian said, dang, well, how can I find out about this? Is this something? And, and Mary gave him the the web address and the rest was history. So the moral of the story is, and that's the third part. Yeah. Whatever kind of story you tell, you got to tell them the moral you, by telling the story, you've earned the right to tell them what it means. So obviously you're going to tell them what it means in a way that makes them want to buy your stuff. So (laughs) you say, and the moral is most people spend all their time on show prep and no time on promotion. And that's why I want to transition. You don't say transition. And that's why I want to talk to you about XYZ. That's why I want to talk to you about the podcast interview wizard.
0: Yeah. That's powerful. There you go. Yeah, Almost but, made me want to buy it right you now. You yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm going to go find that in the premium dashboard. Well, dude, you already have access to it in the Jim <laughs> yeah. Edwards
1: Method Premium. You yeah. need to go review what you have access yeah. to, Brian.
0: <laughs> There's so much there. I'll tell you, for the audience <laughs> listening, Jim, yeah, he does. That premium dashboard is a library of so many different wizards to choose from. Like, I haven't been able to go through the the whole thing. I've been using, you know, pieces here and there as I'm working on different, different ventures, but definitely a lot of stuff that he's keeping up to date. So for the audience listening, you know, you can hear how he just explained this to the point where I'm just like, man, just hearing it, like, I want to buy it again. I'll buy it a second time. And
1: just, <laughs> Get <laughs> access are, for your wife. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's great stuff. And you know, one other thing, let me pull this up here and I'm sharing the screen you know, even the book that you have, the Copywriting Secrets book that I pulled up, you can go to CopywritingSecrets.com. I have it behind me as well here for those that are watching on the screen. Good well, man. One, one good thing that I re- remember, there's a bunch in there, but I think one good thing to, to even talk about, the top five reasons why people buy. I was wondering if you, could, if you could share that with the audience.
1: Sure. The top reasons why people buy is to make money, save money, save time, avoid effort, and escape pain. That's those and what pain can be mental pain or physical pain. But those are the main reasons why people buy. And the problem is, is that most people in their sales copy only focus in on one of those. It's like, Oh, you're going to make a ton of money. You're going to make so much money. This is going to, you're all going to get rich. And it's like, I don't, this is a, it's a pet product. What does this have to do with making money or, Save money. That's a big one. It's like everybody thinks the only reason to get somebody to buy is because you're going to save money. I'm going to give you money off. Those kinds of things. So Mm -hmm. when you tie your product to multiple reasons why people buy, then you can hit everybody instead of just that one slice of people that's interested in it for the make money or the avoiding effort or whatever. You can you can open up to more pieces by tying it down to, to more than one reason. Plus, it will dimensionalize it. Plus, it might give them ideas they didn't even realize. Oh, wow, I was going to buy this because I thought it was going to make me money. But now I see it's going to save me money. It's going to save me a ton of time and help me avoid a ton of effort. And I'm not going to have the headaches of doing this. Man, I'll take it. Let me click. Let me click the button before he (laughs) changes his mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, So, so that's. And that was pretty life changing for me, honestly. And I, you know, I like to give credit where credit is due. And I, the first person I ever heard teach that was a guy named Joe Vitale, who's a very talented copywriter. Yeah. He, he and I actually had a joint venture together. My first big, big product launch. Was seven day ebook: How to write and publish your own outrageously profitable ebook in as little as seven days, even if you can't write, can't type, and failed high school English class. That was the that's still the headline I've never been able to beat. <laughs> so I actually had a relationship with Joe though through email. I was on his newsletter and I would just email him. You know, I'd reply to his newsletter and say, "Hey, real cool," and "Hey, I loved your book." And and basically, I, you know, I started a relationship with him. I went to him one day after all these people kept asking me, "How are you doing with these books?" I said to him, Hey, you know, I'd like to take your hypnotic writing and some other stuff that I have an idea. And I'd like for us to do a joint venture together. And he said, sure. And and that was how, how it all happened. But that was, God, man, that was over 20 years ago. You believe that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, Joe Vitali, and yeah, it goes way back in the day, beginning of e-commerce. I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing how time flies, but it still doesn't seem that far away. But it's just so many changes that happen. Yeah. And it seems like changes are getting faster and faster. I mean, that, that's the reason why I want to do as we're recording the podcast, but also have the live session now, because now with the rate of change that, that's going on, it seems like stuff that's three weeks ago, you know, there's so much change in the past three weeks,
1: let alone right. 20 years. But like what won't change is principles. principles and that's the thing yeah. I'd tell everybody you got to learn principles like the principles of hooking somebody or getting somebody's attention or preframing them or telling a good story. Yeah. You might hook them now instead of hooking them through email and sending them to an HTML website that was hand-coded in Dreamweaver. Yeah. Now you're hooking them on Facebook and you're sending them to uh five stage funnel that was made with click funnels and it's got dynamic do hickeys and all this other stuff on it. But if you don't have a good hook, if you don't have a great headline, if you don't have a good message, if you don't have a good story, if you don't have an effective stack, all the changes in the world won't matter. You're still going to suck and you're still not going to make any money. So learn principles and then learn how to apply those principles to changes in technology and the marketplace and stuff. And that's how you can survive. I ain't the brightest bulb on the tree, but I learned principles and have always focused on principles and applying them and then looking at new stuff and saying, okay, how can I apply the known to this new thing? And that's, that's what's kept me in beer and Skittles. And I don't even drink beer.
0: <laughs> Thanks for mentioning that. Cause I think that's really important that, you know, a lot of those principles that you can gather and even for the audience listening, you know, he talked about the top five, but there's actually 10 reasons why people buy. So you'll find out
1: the other five in the book if you pick up. The I think box. it's page 17. <laughs> Check me. Is that, no, seriously. It, I think it's page 17. Okay, it's page 16. Page 16. I was off yep. by a page. <laughs> okay. So we have some questions that came
0: in. So this is from okay. a Facebook user. He said, what are the key factors for a product page?
1: The, the three biggest factors for a product page are the hook, which is typically your headline how do you stop the right people and preframe them then telling them a story that's going to about their problem and and Or about the desire that they're trying to satisfy that's going to move them emotionally enough to the point that when you make them an offer, they're going to say, okay, I got to have it. Because that's really the whole point. You've heard the thing people buy on emotion. Mm -hmm. Well, your story is what makes them emotional. It makes their desire for the solution greater. It makes their pain at the thought of the problem greater so that when they see the solution, they say, oh, yeah, got to have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So really those good. are the
1: three main things in
0: a product page. And we have a question that came in from Instagram. So this is from Valdez. He said, what do you guys think about being an e-commerce specialist? And he's thinking like this with a thinking
1: emoji. I think that that's fine. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. Like an e- it means you're selling stuff. I mean, you're selling things. The one big thing I would say is that being an e-commerce specialist, if anyone else can sell exactly what you're selling, figure out ways to differentiate your offer from everybody else. So like on Facebook, if there's 10 people selling what you're selling, then it's a race to the bottom as far as price. So what could you package with that thing that you're selling so that, A, it's, in the apple, it's not an apples to apples, but an apples to watermelons comparison. So it's back to that fourth question, you know, what problem do you solve? Who do you solve it for? How do you solve it? And what makes your solution unique? That's where that one comes in handy, my friend. Yeah. And I was trying to look up the quote. It was a
0: quote by Gary Halbert about, you know, the importance of acquiring the skill set of copywriting. I was wondering if you could share that with the audience.
1: I'll paraphrase it, but it's, you know, if you, if you really, really want to have access to great copywriting, you have to learn to develop the skill in yourself because unless you do that, you're going to have to get in line because the people who are really good at copywriting are really expensive and they have a big waiting list and pretty much the ones who are really good at are doing it for themselves. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Let's say you, let's say you could create a funnel that makes a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Why would you write copy for somebody for $5,000? Why, why, in, in other words, why would someone write copy for, for $5,000 that could generate a million dollars in sales? Why wouldn't they just do it for themselves? Mm-hmm. And and that's always been my question. It's it's you know if your copy's that great, why aren't you just selling your own stuff? And I know that pisses copywriters off when I say that. And (laughs) and some of my best friends are copywriters, and it pisses them off. But they know me, so they they get over it. Mm -hmm. But but that's honestly the the question. So yeah, and even something to think
0: about. Yeah, and even like the well, let's say like. How would you describe like Agora publishing or were they like copywriters and then they work they made part of like commissions on what they sold or how did Agora
1: their... is well Agora is a publishing company so yeah. they you know they built up their big list they you know they they specialized in building up a list and making offers to that list and you know just sending offers and sending content and building relationship with the list so Agora has some really great copywriters that have worked for them over the years and worked for them over the years. And, you know, some people, their thought process is, hey, let me learn how to be a really good copywriter and then go get a job as a copywriter. Some people just aren't bent to say, okay, let me let me learn copy and then go sell my own stuff. It's it's what's your objective? What's the vision you have for yourself? Mm -hmm. But agora, for especially the financial stuff that they've done, they are, I mean crushing it. Millions, I don't, yeah. I don't know, billions, but millions and millions and millions of dollars with millions of people. So you're yeah. doing something absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's powerful. And and I'm glad that you noted it in the book. And it's definitely a skill set that I think, you know, every marketer should have, you know, it's, it's like most of the audience here listening to the podcast. You know, it's in the realm of e-commerce and drop shipping. So they're selling products. But I try to educate them that, you know, hey, you're not just selling products and that you're really selling the offer. You know, you're selling what the product can do and benefit and everything that you just described in the book right. here. That that's what they should be thinking about, you know, not just competing on price and the product, but think about how you can actually structure a better offer, even though it's a physical product which is really cool. So man, this is you dropped a lot of value here today. And Ooh. one of the things that I'm bringing up here for those that are watching the screen, it's a screenshot of letting the chickens out with Jim. I noticed that you've been building that up on YouTube, <laughs> which is really awesome. I was wondering if you could share that with the audience.
1: One of the things that we all need to do is create content, create value, not just create content, but create value on a consistent basis. And so I wanted to get in the habit of creating value every single day. And, you know, I like to do video because I'm shy. And so <laughs> I, you know, wanting to create the habit of it, I said, okay, I, in order to create a habit, I'm real, I've read like every book you could ever read on how to create habits. And one, uh, one overriding theme in all of them is if you want to create a new habit, hook it to something that you're already doing consistently. Like if you want to floss your teeth, make sure that you floss your teeth every night after brushing your teeth. And, and, or if you want to do something, one of the things everybody does in the morning is check email. So send yourself an email every morning or the night before of what you want to do. And chances are you'll develop the habit of doing it. So I thought to myself, okay, what's something that I do every morning that I could create content. And one of the things I do every morning is drink coffee. So I started doing this thing called a cup of coffee with Jim. Yeah. But that wasn't, that was like, meh. you know, okay. I'm having coffee with Jim, but he's sitting at his desk. It's, it's not that big of a deal. So one day I was walking out, I have chickens. I'm a, I'm a genuine chicken rancher. I have 23 chickens. And so every day I have to go let the chickens out. And so one day I just turned on my camera being a smart butt. And I said, I'll do letting the chickens out with Jim. I was just, and so I just talked about some stuff and people started going nuts. (laughs) And I said, y'all cannot be serious. You want me to talk to you While I'm letting the chickens out, while I'm opening up the storage unit, while I'm getting the feed, while I'm sprinkling it out, the whole time I'm talking, people just loved it. So I did it again the next day, and I did it again the next day, and I just, every day, letting the chickens out, I make a letting the chickens out with Jim video, and people dig it, They, they tune in, and a lot of the content creation scripts over the last couple of years inside the Jim Edwards Method Premium have come as a result of doing the Letting the Chickens Out with Jim because I needed different styles of show to be able to do. So I did the Facebook Live Wizard. I did the Quote Wizard. I did the Fast Tip Wizard, all these different things so that I could create content quickly and deliver it in, you know, three to five minutes while I'm doing the thing with the chickens.
0: And I'm showing a screen of the chickens that you have there, and even a unicorn that you have next to the chickens. (laughs) And I was wondering if you could explain the unicorn thing with the audience.
1: So, the unicorn thing started out as a joke about four years ago. You may remember we had a rather contentious election in the US. People were posting all kinds of political stuff, and I got tired of it. And so I said, okay, what would be the most non political thing I could post? And I said, okay, it'll be baby cats, you know, kitten videos. But <laughs> everybody are always doing that, so I said, okay, let me do unicorns. Mm-hmm. And so I did a unicorn challenge for sixty days. I said, okay, I'm going to post some really just stupid unicorn thing every day, and just as a joke, as a total goof. And after two weeks, a funny thing started happening. People started emailing me saying, "Hey, I saw this and I thought of you." And they started posting content for me. And (laughs) so I just got branded with the unicorn, and it just kind of took on a life of its own. And people started sending me unicorn stuff. Like at the last Funnel Hacking Live, I had a lady give me a gift basket with this unicorn in it.
0: (laughs) And like, that's awesome.
1: Unicorn mugs, and unicorn toys, and unicorn. Everything, just I mean, tons of stuff. I mean, someone even gave me a Swarovski crystal unicorn, which that was not cheap. And they're like, (laughs) "Hey, I saw this in Swarovski and thought of you." And I said, "Wow, that is something."
0: Yeah, yeah. And now it came like an identity, and and even running with it, right? I I think that's part of the logo. The funnel scripts, is that right?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I know a good thing when I see it. I'm not the I'm not the smartest kid. But, you know, even I can 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 figure something out that might work after a while.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that I noticed, I like. Uh, so what do you what are you still doing today? Because I noticed like you're pretty fit. So what are you doing to keep yourself
1: in shape and fit? I have a guy that I met I Think about it's, it's over. It's been over six years now. Who is named Stu Smith. He's a former Navy SEAL who trains actually all the Navy SEAL candidates coming out of the Naval Academy. Wow. And so he is also an online coach. And so I hired him to train me and then found out he was a fitness writer. I helped him with a bunch of his fitness books and getting his covers redone and other stuff. We started a membership site together called DIY Media Marketing Academy. And we, um, we did that for a couple of years and then we folded it into the Jim Edwards Method Premium. But he sends me workouts at every week and I do them. And, and so I'm that crazy Older guy that does crazy workout stuff now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean,
0: now that things change and, you know, working out from home, I think I went back to using uh, P90X on there and, and following that routine. But there you go. Yeah. Really, really intense. That's awesome. Yeah. So, man, this is really great. And I really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast and dropping a lot of value. I'm pretty sure the audience got uh, time, but I want to be respectful of your time as well. So I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away. Wow, that's pretty open-ended.
1: I would just say, you know, the biggest thing I would tell you is that the most valuable skill you can learn is the skill of being able to put words on a screen or have words come out of your mouth that encourage and motivate people to take a specific action. Mm -hmm. And whether it's sales copy or content marketing, or if you're really good, you won't be able, they won't be able to tell the difference between the two because great copy to the right target audience is not sales copy. It's content they're interested in reading because it could help them. So no matter what you sell, no matter what you think you sell or don't sell. And I hate that saying of everybody, we're all salespeople. We're not all salespeople, but we're all have a point of view and a position that we need to persuade other people to our way of thinking. And mm-hmm. I don't care what position you're in, whether you have a job, whether you're starting a business, whether you're trying to be an affiliate marketer, a blogger, an e commerce person, a coach, a membership site, you know, whatever it is, your ability to use those words in video, in text, in audio to persuade and motivate people is going to spell the difference between making money and not getting subscribers and not getting clicks and not and profiting or not. And Mm -hmm. so that is, if I would encourage you to develop any skill, that would be the skill I would tell you to develop. And I honestly believe in my heart that my copywriting secrets book, is one of the most valuable tools you can ever get your hands on and I believe that so much that I will give you a copy of the book all I ask is that you just pay shipping and handling so I'll give you the book if you go to com and just pay a small shipping and handling we'll ship you a copy real physical copy of the book and that'll help you get on your way
0: awesome and we'll be sure to leave links to that in the show notes for sure I tell you yeah it's, it's definitely well worth it and On the top of my book list for sure. You know, the book here, definitely, definitely really good. Well, thanks a lot, Jim. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me, Brian. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's officially sponsored by Spotify and Anchor FM. Tune in every weekday to Ask B Mac on Tech Money Talks Live. It's at 2 p.m. Central every weekday on YouTube or Facebook. Simply go to youtube.com slash techmoneytalks or go to facebook.com slash techmoneytalks. If you want to learn how to make money with no money, then go to dropshipbyphone.com. Go to dropshipbyphone.com. Be on the fast track to starting your own business. You can work with me personally. It's my Dropship Funnels Done For You service. I work with you one on one to build your own store and get your very own sales fast in dropshipping. You can go to dropshipfunnels.com to find out more information.